4: 2 two, three. I'm Stallone, and get these "With my dad, he's okay."
5: But they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care.
1: It is. Either way.
3: Why are you here? You're
4: You may dare Oh shut up.
5: I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon, And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. So behind the scenes, we were having this meeting about how to, you know, pump up the ratings for the springtime, really get some attention. We thought, you know, let's do a publicity stunt. And we had a couple of ideas. Uh, The one we we finally settled on was that uh, Jack would be accused of uh, sexual harassment by like 30 or 40 different women. Because that's really in the news, the whole Me Too thing. I would like go big on the Me Too deal and and side with the accusers and we would have bitter fights on the air we thought maybe that would you know pump up the ratings but then legal came to us and said that is the single worst idea that's ever been hatched by humankind so we thought wow okay all right well sorry um how about instead he just gets the flu during the worst west coast flu season in years and years and we's bingo there's our spring promotion. <laughs> that's a relatable. Oh, exactly. Yes. Oh, co-host Falls to flu. famous radio man, struggles with blah. blah. Yeah, it's not a very good promotion, but Jack is uh, less than stellar this morning, apparently. He's got the, uh, the old uh, puke and shakes and yeah. uh, shake and puke, yeah. as they used to call a uh, steak and shake <laughs> in college. I think it was steak and puke. Yeah, that's what they called it. Uh, so anyway, we, we certainly hope it's, it's not the flu. And that he gets better real soon, because that is a bear from everything I've heard. I mean, we've we've talked to coworkers who, who are hale and hardy, and they're saying they're as sick as they've ever been in their lives. Yeah. I had the flu, I believe, once in my life. I have a terrible memory. I might have had it eight times, but I can remember once when when I finally got to the doctor. My fever was getting close to about 105, and um, I thought... Okay, you know, we always picture ourselves like heroic, fighting back right. against the uh, the gathering gloom and blah, blah, blah. And I realized, oh, that's right, I am so weak, I can't do anything. It's either going to go one way or the other. I have nothing. I, have, I can't even, like, roll over and wink at somebody at this point. It's terrible. So I hope you don't get it. I hope he doesn't have it. And I certainly hope he hasn't spread it around here. <clears throat> Live from Studio C. Senor, deep inside the dimly lit Armstrong and Getty information compound, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show, jack free since 6.04. Let's go around the horn and introduce everyone on the squad. We're keeping you straight in 21-8 with the help of board operator, national treasure, Michelangelo. Michael, what's up? Hey, how's it going? I'm just I'm dis- disappointed we didn't do the spring promotion that we talked about
6: where Mm. Marshall would run and jump hurdles and we'd see how many he could do in 20 seconds
5: yeah well again legal stepped in and took a look at him gave him a brief physical exam and uh, no 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 you know how at uh, sporting events high school games or whatever they got paramedics on on site and all just in case god forbid but we'd have an undertaker
1: on on site (laughs) all right and so that
5: you know who who'd enjoy that nobody be distasteful yeah yeah i was just you know having some fun and you turned it dark
3: <laughs> yes. you know really? that's, I just having that's what i, I do. do fun with oh, the
5: coworker. Yeah. what i'm yeah, <laughs> i'm sorry marshall Jeez. oh uh, there's positive sean his smile lights up the
6: room hey sean hey uh it is a big day for me very excited as it is the the academy awards nominations oh, i'm a boo, big fan of the storytelling who cares go to hell uh, nominate nope. each other for, i don't care Go on. Only three nominations in makeup and hairstyling. What's the deal with that? Mm. You can nominate up to five. Only three. Yeah. Yeah. Did like together. there was no good
5: hair this year. Are you serious? All right. stupid Hollywood. Uh, Marsha Phillips is our esteemed newsman. Hello, Marsh. Well,
4: good morning. I noticed uh, you guys are uh, making light of my physical condition. I just want to let you know I have begun my training for this year's push-up <laughs> challenge officially, and I have already
5: sustained an injury. Oh, no. <laughs> no. no. I, oh boy I, when when did you start your training exactly yesterday oh, afternoon hmm.
4: around two in the afternoon hmm. so yeah. you're cooking something for you oh no no i was fueled by the grape a little bit and i began my <laughs> vigorous wall push-up regimen where you lean against the wall and you know you it's just good start starting getting you yeah, right. yeah i managed to sprain my thumb somehow <laughs> oh boy <laughs> anyway my 2018 oh, resolutions 10 push-ups in a row by the end of may maybe the first of june and at some point positive sean will step in as my trainer
5: and uh, well yeah, I was going to ask whether he was in charge of your uh this this was not approved your opening uh, salvo. Yeah, okay. is, uh,
6: slightly earlier than we were looking for but uh but I love the enthusiasm let 's not uh, let's let 's not cast it all aside
4: yeah so anyway yeah we 're going to uh, get down to business and uh, try and get this uh, worked out like I say, end of May first of June, you remember last year my effort put me in the hospital with Armstrong and Getty show sports
5: related injuries mm. so
4: We will be cautious, and I will have positive Sean by
5: my side at almost all times. The British bookmakers have adjusted the odds from not going to happen to no effing way it's going to happen. (laughs) So place your bets accordingly. All right, let's begin the show now. Officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, the FCC back in action after their, like, hour furlough Friday afternoon, honestly. Here we go at Mark.
3: 911, what is your emergency? Um, I was
4: assaulted by my neighbor, and I just—it's not a life okay. and thing, but but I'd like to have a police car come
5: by. Wait a minute! I know that measured, intellectual Southern voice—that would be Senator Rand Paul, huh? Is that when his, his crazy, uh, undersized neighbor wrecked his ribs? Yeah, the potential lawn care
6: dispute, right? Uh, that is the actual nine-one-one call. It it is finally released, and yeah, the the
5: full audio is out there. Yeah. Quit blowing your grass clippings into my yard. You turn your mower around, make it go the other way. It'll blow them into your yard, you curly-headed son of a... bang, Bam! <laughs> bam! And then it was on! Lawn fight! Lawn fight! Oh, I do love the upper crust. <laughs> all right, so uh, let's see. Uh, what do we do now? We, we start the music, and then I ask you, Marshall, what are your big stories this morning? All
4: right, West Coast, wake up early this morning. A major quake hitting off the coast of Alaska. We're going to get into that. The government back up and running for the moment. Critics asking, is this any way to run a government? No! And Oscar nominees, as positive Sean pointed out, Who have cares? just been
5: rolled out this AM. am okay, a critter,
4: Stories
5: <laughs> coming up, 635, Armstrong and Getty. Nominate this, huh? How do you like that? <laughs> uh, whoops, uh, so also of note, Mailbag nominated this year. <laughs> oh, really? oh, well, you know, it's an honor just <laughs> to be among my fellow nominees. <laughs> uh, this is where Jack asks me, how is Mailbag? And that's, I <laughs> <laughs> make something up. And uh, I don't really remember. I think it's pretty good, though, as I recall. So let's uh, let's do that next. Marshall Scott's news and a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, my God, the FBI story getting nasty and as usual our nation's media half are reporting on half of it the other half are reporting on the other half of it we will bring it together in our inimitable style today on the armstrong and getty show
2: armstrong and getty the
5: voice of the west The Armstrong and Getty Show. Kind of taking a look at the various things we're going to talk about today and people we're going to talk to. And it's it's funny. It seems like, you know, it's kind of divided. Half of the topics are... The world is dumb and getting dumber, and it seems like there's no end in sight until finally we will just somehow go off the rails and be reduced to, I don't know, like uh, pre-industrial society and cannibalism or, or totalitarianism or something. And the other half seems to be, you know, like, uh, well, people are coming to their senses, and the pendulum, hey, wait a minute. It was way out there. It appears to be coming back towards sanity. So, you know, I don't We'll see. We'll see. The great David Bowie, you know him? Skinny, androgynous, uh, British rock singer, uh, writer, Guys, one of my faves from back in the day. He once said something, I'm paraphrasing now. He said, I don't have a lot of faith in humanity's improvement. On the other hand, as a parent, one is very, very grateful for modern antibiotics. So, on we trudge. Humankind. Mailbag. Oh, boy, the FBI story is something. It is something. We'll get to that before too long. Elise from the Oregon coast here. Big earthquake over 8.0 in Alaska has put us on Tsunami Alert. Tsunami Alert, Michael. Tsunami Alert. Sound the Tsunami Alert. Probably could have warned you. Sound the Tsunami Alert. Yes, the station is inland on the fifth floor. There's no reason not to have the tsunami alert ready at all. There it is. Now it's not a tsunami alert. It's just a tsunami advisory, which means something different than an alert, I guess. If you live on the coast, I would say get your running shoes on, have your car idling, and be ready. Only the photo of, uh, oh, she says only the federal government sites for info are shut down. So I guess it's gin and tonics and a fond farewell if this doesn't turn out. Might as well go out with a gin, Buzzley. I agree completely. Good luck. Godspeed. Yeah, I got to admit, that was the first thing I was aware of today as my alarm went off the first time I saw that alert on my phone and was thinking, oh, my God, I hope nothing uh, crazy happens. Because uh, at one point, the entire west uh, coast of the U.S. was under an alert, but uh, they're they're detecting a couple of anomalies in the ocean enough to make them uh, want to keep their eyes open and, 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 and you know. Keep an eye on the waves, but um, I guess it's not uh, situation critical. But, you know, I would not be, and this happens every year, man, I would not be that couple that goes for their engagement picture on the beach, like in Northern California, and turns their back to the waves. Don't do that. Don't do that. Hey, gents, love the show, writes um, uh, uh, CJ. Uh, It's the best and only antidote for living in Madison, Wisconsin, the Berkeley of the Midwest. Hey, I worked at I worked at the University of Wisconsin. I knew it would happen, but I first got my I got my first email with a newly styled signature block attached below. Thought you'd like to see it. Notice anything curious? The only thing I've altered is the sender's identity. <clears throat> it's Dr. McDoctorface, PhD. So that's not the real name. No. No, he's changed it. Dr. McDoctorface, pronouns: she, her, hers. Assistant Professor, Department of Counseling Psychology. University of Wisconsin Madison, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, you list your pronoun on your email sign off. You know, it's funny. <clears throat> Occasionally I'll be watching a ball game and like somebody'll uh you know, hit a home run baseball is a great example or, or intercept a pass or something in football. And the two players will do this like elaborate 90 second long high five, low five, elbow, elbow, knee, knee, jump, spin, more high fives, blah, blah blah the routine that they've memorized, right? You know, they have time for that in pro sports because it's a TV show and the rest of it. There's so much y'all in academia. Not, o- not only the professors and all, but you-, you-, you social justice warrior student snowflake types. You have so much time to worry about the one millionth last iota of enlightenment that the rest of us are too busy busting our ass trying to feed ourselves to even think about. Nobody wants racism or hate or sexism or anything like that. But you people with your nth degree of sensitivity are hilarious to the rest of us. Moving along, Phil in Moses Lake, uh, Washington writes. Uh, that's that's uh, I don't that's uh, uh, welcome, Phil. We already have a national show. Also, are we allowed to talk about the thing with the uh, the city with the? Uh, the rain and the space needle and the thing and the people and the nirvana and the uh, being back on the air and everything? Probably not. Okay, we won't talk about that. <clears throat> but we're excited about it. I've had a long-running dispute with my wife, writes Phil, an avid supplement gobbler regarding their effectiveness. As I dare not present this evidence to her, I am uh, I want you to do it for me. Thank you for making my day. F- fagsy, friend of Armstrong and Getty's second year. <clears throat> this is from The Atlantic. If one wanted to engineer a lucrative sham, the model of the supplement industry is a promising one. Create a product that's outwardly counterculture, but actually undergirded by powerful interests that keep it exempt from meaningful regulation. Tell people it will make them live longer, happier lives, with less anxiety and better sex organs. Position the product as a natural alternative to what's being sold by pharmaceutical companies, which must undergo safety testing and demonstrate at least a modicum of effectiveness. Uh, And then they point out that products labeled ginseng, echinacea, ginkgo biloba often contain not even traces of these substances. And the uh, supplement industry is not only a multi-billion dollar uh, giving you stuff that doesn't really work, but often it's not giving you any stuff at all. It's just giving you a pill. Um, And I I agree completely. On the other hand, if Jack were here after our long, long years together, I can tell you roughly what he would say. If your wife, for instance, uh, Phil, if your wife, for instance, gobbles down some sort of big green pill that purports to be ginkgo biloba or something, and uh, among its many effects, it uh, clears the sinuses, uh, ends, uh, you know, d- d- accepts sweating, and enhances female arousal, according to the package, right? It's all phony. But she takes this thing. And starts to feel a little randy. And uh, says, hey, come to mama. (laughs) What do you care whether it's real or not? Let her take it. If it makes her feel better, fine. It's not hurting her. The placebo effect, right? If it makes you feel better, you feel better. Now you're deluding yourself. I get it. And that's kind of uncomfortable for some of us who, who try to be rational. But, yeah. Just don't, for God's sake, go all Asian on us and poach beautiful rhinos or kill elephants and grind up their tusks for your boners. God, stop it, Asia. Take some fake ginkgo biloba like the modern world. Where were we? Uh, Okay, we got a minute. Uh, Aaron writes, Trump is stealing from us. A and G, I'm totally disgusted. Rather than make America great again, Trump has brought disgrace to the United States and stolen from the American people. It's one thing to close to doors to federal buildings to save money due to a budget crisis, but it is a crime to spend money that belongs to U.S. taxpayers and direct federal workers to erect barriers and place road cones up to block and deny U.S. citizens access to their parks, monuments, roadside scenic overlooks, unimproved wilderness and Bureau of Land Management land. Many of these resources take no money to keep open or allow access to, but do require money to block and close. Closing them is phony and robbing the American people. And Trump has done this. Can you believe freaking Donald Trump? That's some pretty good sarcasm because Barack Obama did that. Trump and company said they weren't going to do that. Uh, Mark, thanks for stressing my kid. He says, oh, man, I'm so sorry. Hey there, a long-time listener. My boys race Pro-Am motocross up here in the uh, Northwest. Uh, It doesn't say we're in the Northwest, but they're 10 and 13. Man, I'm so jealous of families like that. Is that their record or their ages? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're not very good racers. They're, uh, they, well, they're middle-of-the-pack guys. No, those are their ages. Okay. They're 10 years old and 13 years old. Uh, while making our trek to the next race, my 10-year-old decided to ride up front of our RV and listen to your podcast. He came in about halfway through. You guys were mocking the shutdown. And somebody proclaimed, they're going to roll up the roads and put them in storage. I believe that was me <laughs> shrieking in, in fear and agony about the shutdown as I was doing on Friday. My son went into a panic and started asking why the government was, was going to shut down the roads. Oh, what fun. I had explaining that, uh, uh, explaining that and how our government is made up of adults that act like first graders. Not complaining, just saying thanks for the impromptu opportunity to break down politics for my kid. If we, uh, FYI, he agrees we should shut it down and start over. Keep making sense in a chaotic world. That is our intent. Thank you. And finally, how much time, Michael? One minute. Perfect. We're talking about gratitude and expectations and that sort of thing. Here's a nice note from Ali. The trick to lessening the feeling of disappointment from expectations not met is to move your mind toward gratitude. Take a moment every day to think of the things you're truly grateful for. You'll begin to realize many of the things you're most thankful for are people or events that showed up in your life unexpectedly. Uh, I know Jack tries to do this every day, and he gives he actually gives an example from Jack's life that only Jack should disclose, and I won't, but... You know, maybe you're working one job. You never expect it to end. That's not among your expectations. But then it does end, and you end up in a much better situation. more stimulating. You're happier, etc. That wasn't one of your expectations. Quit with expectations and spend more time on gratitude. It becomes easier to get out of the disappointment mindset. You will instead feel hopeful that something better may be just around the corner. That's good, too, to have. Marshall's News next, Armstrong and Getty Show. Good morning, how's it going? Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Let's get right to the news with Marshall Phillips. All
4: right, let's have that tsunami alert, 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 alert. All right. Michael, cancel the alert. Cancel the alert. Turn it off. As tsunami watches and warnings for the West Coast have been canceled after a magnitude 7.9 quake
5: hit off the coast of Alaska overnight. The uh, watches... They're saying 7.9 now? Yeah, 7.9. See, I'm 9. disappointed because 8 plus is more exciting, yeah. Now which seven, is weird.
4: I rounded down
5: 7.9. I yeah. yeah. okay, round right. it up.
4: Right, okay. They had covered, the watches and warnings had covered Washington, Oregon, and California. It has been canceled, but the Weather Service says some of the coastal areas along the West Coast might see some small changes in the sea level. So anyway, keep an eye out for that. Meanwhile, the three-day government shutdown has come to an end. President Trump put his signature on a bill uh, that will extend government funding all the way to February the 8th. After passage by the Senate and the House, he took to Twitter overnight. And this morning, the president cheering and jeering the developments. Trump tweeting, big win for Republicans as Democrats cave on shutdown. Now I want a big win for everyone, including Republicans, Democrats, and DACA. But especially for our great military and border security, should be able to get there.
5: See you at the negotiating table. The... Intelligentsia, those in the know, the chattering classes, are nearly unanimous. So close to unanimous, you might as well say unanimous that this was an idiotic, ill-conceived, ineffective, and and just dumb-looking move by Schumer and the Democrats. Uh, on the other hand, as Jack's pointed out a couple of times in the last uh, couple of days, uh, when Ted Cruz pulled his shenanigans back during the Obamacare uh, deal and shut down the right. government for several days, and the Obama administration... Uh, lashed back by shutting down monuments and wide spots in the road where you pull out to look at Mount Rushmore, etc., etc., telling you you can't wander into a forest that's totally unstaffed anyway. You remember that, Fracas? Uh, It was seen as a terrible, stupid move. The Republicans were blamed by the media, by everybody. And uh, it was terrible. And then a few months later, they won a gigantic landslide Mm -hmm. in the midterm elections and took control of the House and the Senate. And later, the White House. So, yeah, take your prognosticating with a a grain of salt or a ginkgo biloba pill, because it's usually crap.
4: (laughs) President Trump also aimed Twitter at another embarrassment for the FBI. He tweeted out, in one of the biggest stories in a long time, the FBI now says it is missing five months' worth of lovers' struck-page texts, perhaps 50,000 of them in all,
5: in prime time. Wow. And those five months are absolutely critical To the questions involved, Mm -hmm. which we'll get into. I mean, those five months of text. The question being, was the probe into Hillary and then Trump biased by Loretta Lynch and uh, and Strzok and Page and and, and Comey and whomever else? Now, Comey, man, he he did plenty to make Democrats mad. I absolutely admit that. That's clearly true. But so that's the big question. Well, the missing texts. And there are... How many? 50,000 of them? Something like that. 000, yeah. yeah, which comes out to like 68 a day. Yes. They cover specifically the period of the election, the questioning of General Flynn, mm-hmm. the, uh, the was it right at the decision yeah. to clear Hillary? Yeah. Oh, my God. So we're going to be talking about this. And it, even... If it is an innocent mistake, it's the innocent mistake that makes you look guilty as hell of something. But go on, Sorry. Got a new All fired up about this one.
4: Got a new study that's finding holding hands can ease even excruciating pain. Researchers at the University of Colorado found that the mere touch of a loving partner can reduce pain sensations for somebody who is really, really hurting. Experiments with couples in long-term loving relationships found that the touch of a stranger... Or a partner's presence in the room had no effect on the pain, but holding the hurting partner's hand significantly reduced the pain the person was feeling. Wow! Researchers are hoping it can inform the discussion as healthcare providers are looking around for opioid-free
5: pain relief options. Holding hands. Yeah, interesting. I, that, that totally rings true, though. I mean, if you're if you're hurting. And your honey's holding your hand That's great If you look over And somebody grabs your hand And it's somebody you've never met before What the hell Who are you And let go of my hand I'm already getting jabbed over here I got something going on and the, Getting groped by strangers. Get out! And the Oscar
4: nominations for 2018 okay, are... Go to hell, Hollywood! The nominees for Best Picture and Biggest Hypocrite! Who's the nominee for that? You lying liars! Best Picture nominees include Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, that's right. There's ten of them.
5: Yes. Now for like the last however many years
4: positive Sean. how would you handicap that lineup uh, th- th- i'm rooting
6: hardest for lady bird three billboards has been crushing all the other award yeah. shows so that's probably the the
4: quote-unquote favorite going into it right lady bird director greta gerwig uh, also nominated she's just the fifth woman ever nominated for best director by the academy awards
5: jimmy himmel's gonna yeah well, hey we'll talk a little more about the oscars yeah. later but hey black folks sorry You got your day of everybody like being completely obsessed with how many black people were nominated. Forget it. It's the women's time. It's all about the women's. You Hispanic people, we got you penciled in for 2021. So we'll be super (laughs) critical of how many Hispanic people there are that year. We have an opening in 2020. Transgenders, I'm afraid you are a secondary victim last year and the year before, which combines to full victimhood. So you've got to wait until at least 2023. We're considering the handicapped or Asians. For the year 2020, as the people you must be obsessed with at the Oscars. So, again, we'll be releasing that schedule as it comes together. Marshall? Jimmy Kimmel's going to be hosting the 90th Oscars. That'll
4: be Sunday, March 4th on ABC. Circle the date, and that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The
5: Armstrong and Getty show, The Voice of the West. Inuits, you are considered, (laughs) but you got (laughs) to quit killing the whales. We're not going to put a bunch of whale killers up there and nominate you for Best Pitcher. All right? It's the way it goes in Hollywood. Hashtag stop your blubbering. Right. <laughs> nice. That's a good, that's a, well, that was really funny. So, more on the FBI thing in the jigger coming up in a couple of minutes. Plus, you know, the investigation into Trump and his peeps goes on. The WAPO was claiming that little, uh, little what's his name, Papadopoulos is the Howard Dean, right? the, or the John Dean, rather, of the uh, Russia investigation. There's yet to be any evidence that. Trump and his people did anything, but we'll see. And more on the uh, animals on airplane controversy, among other things. Also, we touched on this late in the show yesterday. We got to tell you about the uh, the dams and water storage giant project in California and how that's gone sideways. California is as nutty as ever. All to come on the Armstrong and Getty Show. This
3: is Armstrong and Getty.
5: The Voice of the West. The Armstrong and
3: Getty
4: Show. 911, what is your emergency? Um, I was assaulted by my neighbor, and I just, it's not a, like a thing, thing, but I'd like to have a police car come by.
3: Where are you? Okay, let me put you through the state police. Stay on the line, okay?
4: Uh, you're going to send somebody?
3: i got to put you through the state police. Stay on the line, okay? All right. 911, where's your emergency?
4: I was assaulted by a neighbor, and I'd like the police to come and investigate and talk to the neighbor.
2: Okay. Where did the assault happen at? In my yard
4: while I was mowing the grass. What's your name, sir? Uh, Rand, Randall, Paul, you hear you well.
5: So there's uh, old Randy Man after getting attacked by his uh, undersized yet over-angry neighbor over their lawn care dispute, um, which, uh, of course, Jack rejected as a possibility, not living among the upscale and well-trimmed as I have at various times in my life. Understanding that that's some serious chisel. <laughs> oh my God! It's not funny that you know Rand Paul's not a young man. Getting your ribs busted is no joke. But there's also I felt bad listening to that. I felt guilty listening to that. I just I don't know the the playing the nine one one call thing. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I, I you said you had it. I said okay, let's hear it. But uh, I don't I don't know. I don't like that. I'm ashamed now. I don't mind telling you. You know, it's funny, I was going to talk about something else, but it, it reminds me of something I'd seen earlier, and I tried to find it real quick. This is a different article, but the same topic. Um, the, the question being, uh, when F- Facebook and Uber and Pokemon Go and potentially my wife, if I turn on the right app and everything, All those people know where I am. But 911 has no idea. So they send you over to the state police, and if you're coherent, you can try to explain to them, I'm about two miles past the underpass of Oak Road. Um, I'm going southbound. I I see a red barn. How can that be? In In an era where Uber knows whether I'm on the left side of my driveway waiting or the right side what is going on there your chance of 911 getting a 911 getting a quick fix on location ranges from as low as 10% to as high as 95% depending on where you are they reviewed 911 call records including data for seven large states and many additional cities showed that in California, more than half of cell phone calls didn't transmit location to 911, um, and it's getting worse. Last year, about 63% of California's cell phone calls to 911 didn't share location. Among the worst places, Silicon Valley. In December 2012, precise location was shared, and the, the, about well, that's getting a little into the weeds. In Colorado, almost 60% did transmit coordinates. In Texas, two thirds. Reached nine one one without an instant fix on location. Um, da, 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 da. Why? And there are reports and letters to the FCC, police and fire chiefs, nine one one operators, emergency room doctors, and others raise concerns about the problem worsening as more calls shift to cell phone networks, which account for at least seventy percent of all nine one one calls. I'm not surprised at seventy percent. I'm somewhat surprised it's not eighty. Um, but it, oh, there we go. The FCC and the four largest cell phone carriers say they're doing their best to address the problem. Uh, this month, they worked on a new federal rule that requires carriers to steadily increase the percentage of cell phone calls to nine one one that transmit data location. So I don't, I'm, I'm a little mystified. I don't know how the technology works, but. I mean, the coppers famously have these devices that they bought under the uh, under the radar. Ironically, that they affix to various towers that can track people uh, based on where their cell phone is. Um, so probably unconstitutional, and the cops will are ca- the courts will catch up to that. So it sounds like if there was a nine one
6: one app that you downloaded from the app store, and during the terms of condition, you forego your privacy stuff, then, right. then okay, they could track you. But since you're and just... it costs you 99 cents max. Right. Because, yeah. please, location data, ever, like we said before, everybody does that. Right, but it doesn't... So I, I'm guessing there isn't some sort of... Nobody has opted into their location being... Transmitted via a uh, just a call. Well, uh,
5: well, I don't know. According to this article, uh, you know, it's it, they're like, oh wow, interesting. In this city, forty-seven uh, percent included location data. Oh, Look right. over here, eighty-three percent did. What's it based on? What are they doing? What, wh- why do they not do it ever? It, and why haven't they come up with a way? If you dial nine-one-one, it happens. I mean, it's an obvious need. It's a crying need. I've been hearing about this for a decade plus. Uh, of course, the four largest cell phone carriers declined to answer reporters' questions. Their trade organization said something stupid and meaningless. I'm <laughs> guessing. I haven't read it, but... um. Oh, interesting. They said, uh, until recently, the cell phone to 911 location technology being used was meant for outdoor use and simply doesn't work as well indoors. I don't know about that. Uber seems to have overcome that. I wonder... Yeah, see, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a technological dope, so I'm, I'm afraid the deeper I dive into this, the dumber I'm going to sound. But, I, I mean, I understand that Uber and their technology, it's a for-profit business, so they have a stock. They have an interest in giving you the app for free. Um, but I I can't believe this is that difficult a fix. I mean, I, I've got to admit, I've thought about this. Um, oh, my God. Here, they have a few stories. In case you enjoy horror of, uh, you know, various, uh, both happen to be women, calling 911 frantic for help and uh, ending up deceased because they couldn't be located, which is just, God, what a nightmare. 911 system was designed for landline telephones. Today's cell phone system does not automatically send location data when you dial 911 after the call comes in the dispatcher's computer transmits a digital request to the cell phone network seeking the phone's location. The data exchange can take seconds or even minutes. Sometimes it doesn't return a location at all. Now, some places have high-tech 911 centers that automate the process and digitally request the location every few seconds. And if the system can't locate the device, cell phone carrier systems will use nearby towers to
6: estimate um, so, it sounds like the bottleneck is actually at the nine one one receiving center, as opposed to the the location being sent out. They are not necessarily able to receive the
5: data. Well, it sounds like both. Okay, it sounds like both because again, the cell carriers are are playing it close to the vest and saying we're working on coming up with rules and regulations and stuff like that. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, this is a really good piece. We'll, we'll post this for you at armstrongandgettyradio.com so you can read more about it if you like. This seems to me just an obvious, obvious need, an obvious leap forward. Because um, I've thought about this. I've, I've had to call 911 for various things. Nothing, you know, earth-shattering or life-threatening or anything like that, but from a cell phone. And I've actually had to do the, yeah, I'm, uh, let me think, I think I saw mile marker 54 a minute ago. You know, that sort of thing. And it's, it's just a drag and it's silly. Uh, So coming up, the uh, big FBI uh, text thingamajiggery in which these two lovers were texting each other 68 times a day. Uh, Boy, me and my honey, we text a lot, but we don't text that much. I mean, number one, we got jobs. Uh, Number two, sometimes we're driving 68 a day. I mean, if you're 13 and you and your bestie like to stay in touch. I say you're doing 68 a day, your mom and dad ought to have a talk with you. Maybe take away your phone. If you're a couple of fornicating FBI agents who are simultaneously in between your hot, steamy bouts of love uh, investigating Hillary Clinton, then Donald Trump, and you both happen to be at the center of those investigations, uh, maybe put the damn thing down once in a while and focus on your work. We'll have more of that for you in a couple of minutes. Among other things, oh, Megan Kelly blasting Jane Fonda. Yeah, I know. Yeah, really, it happened. We'll uh, have that for you on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: I'm Saleha Mosen, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm
2: Saleh Mosin.
1: And I'm David Gurra. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered.